What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Martian and Ozzy podcast. This week, we are going to be talking about the UFC 294 pay-per-view going down in Abu Dhabi, UAE, headlined by the rematch between champion Islam Mahachev taking on fellow champion Alexander Volkanovsky in a rematch of a fight we saw earlier this year. Big co-main event with Kamara Usman and Hamzat Shemaev. Two late-notice fights on this pay-per-view, so a lot to be excited about. And we're going to talk about all 13 fights from a betting perspective here with my man, as always, week after week. Ozzy, how are we doing this week, my man? Buenos dias, amigos. We're back. Finally, a pay-per-view here, um, which, it, which I would say is the start of a bunch of great cards to end the year um, with that the UFC put together. Last week, obviously, we got an epic fight with Barboza, kind of like a throwback performance. I was, I was praying. I was like, or not praying, but I was saying like, spin kick, like kick this motherfucker in the head, like the whole time, and uh, and then he, and then he did it. It was like a video game, dude. Um, so that was great, and uh, and yeah, I'm looking forward to hopefully or this 10 a.m. card that you, I think you told me. I thought it was noon, but 10 a.m. So all is good. Yep, first fight, 10 a.m. on the East Coast, 2 p.m. start time to the main card. A lot of uh, a lot of international fighters here, you know, not too many American fighters. There are a lot of uh, guys, you know, fighting all over the world. Some interesting matchups. Some of them don't make sense. A lot of big underdogs. I think looking at the Lions, we only have maybe two or three fights that are in like the minus, uh, you know, 100 to 200 range. While we have just a ton of two, three, four, five hundred underdogs here, so we gotta pick and choose and find some some good underdog spots. Um, but as you mentioned, Barbosa, amazing fight last week, one of the few winners for me. Uh, not the the best week of reads for me. Uh, Barbosa and Christian Rodriguez came home, but uh, was pretty well off on the rest of the the, the things I bet there. Um, how about you? Yeah, I think I finished down like two units or two and a half units or, oh, oh excuse me, 2.9. Um, and yeah, I got the, the last two, the co-main and the main right, the Brazilians. Uh, but it was mainly overextended on Yanez and then losing on Rodriguez versus Simon Fight, which I thought was close. But, you know, I, I stayed to saying, hey, let me, I'm going to get the best price plus 136, but probably should have stayed more on the goes the distance on that fight which I did pretty well in the props overall. Um, but yeah, you know, dropped a few units, but uh, nothing, you know, just one of those fights swings the other way, but weren't really very good bets, the uh, money line one. So I, I wish I would have just invested a little bit more in the props. Maybe took some of the money line risks down, but we're on to next week. Yeah, I, I was out for this card. I missed the entire thing live. And there was a while, like a few years, where I, I was just not missing a single a single fight. Um, and then, you know, this year had some other stuff come up and, you know, had to miss a few cards. And honestly, guys, it really wasn't that bad. Like missing some of these fights, and just rewatching them. It's not a big deal. It's really not like some of them. There, some of them like they're just not that interesting where you have to be glued to your TV. So if, if and then when they are interesting, up, when something cool happens, then after you got fucking Alan Joban fucking talking about it, like you care, you know what I mean? Like yeah. Petrovsky gets knocked out round one and then they got a filibuster all this time. Oh, so right. Yeah. Before the fight, there's 15 minutes bullshit. of shit. He, the fight lasts 60 seconds and then there's 15 mm -hmm. to 20 minutes of shit afterwards while you rewatch it and you can get that shit done in two minutes. Fast forward. in. so yeah, there was definitely, there was no real good. Not that I like live betting spot other than Barboza, I guess, yep. or yeah, the main event. 
Um, and then uh, I guess the Jenny Maya one got close at the end, and then sign. I guess Rodriguez. They actually th there was a good opportunity there, but other than that, not really nothing. Yeah. So if you ever you you ever get an invitation to do something on a Saturday night, and you're thinking, oh, there's yeah, like this fight night. It's an okay fight night, bro. Just go ahead and, and uh, touch touch sure. grass, touch concrete but, for once. But everybody's gonna watch this pay per view, so let's get into it. That is true. Uh, going, we're gonna start things from the top as we do nowadays. The rematch, uh, one forty five champ versus one fifty five champ fight took place just uh, February earlier this year in Australia. This time going down in Abu Dhabi. We got Islam Mahachev versus Alexander Volkanovsky. Odds for this one, Islam minus 252, Volkanovsky plus 212. Just to remind everybody, the first fight, it closed with Islam minus 350, and it closed with Volkanovsky plus 275. The, uh, another interesting change is the fight going the distance last time closed plus 220, already down to plus 100, even money this time. So... Go ahead and start things off uh, first about your thoughts cool. on the rematch. Awesome. Great, great, great introduction. So, obviously, this fight is Islam's last fight. Volkanovsky uh, had the Yair fight in between. Um, short notice fight here. Obviously, I think that fight, basically how it ended was um, you felt Volk probably was building into the fight right. That fifth round was a very, very good round for him. Um, but a few things that I took away from the fight. One, the... That Islam's bottom game there, like when he was on bottom under Volk, Volk was pretty comfortable on top, landing ground and pound pretty easily. Um, and then even the back take situation and some of the grappling, it was a it was a neutral for more time. There were like more neutral settings, more time that I really uh, maybe thought or that was good. I, I thought like Volk sometimes was uh, going for takedowns himself, like was aggressive and clinching things like that. Uh, and then when he when he did give up his back, I felt like like it was some undisciplined mistake where he could have stayed in that neutral position, made Islam um, kind of actually do a maneuver, like, you know, really do something to get to one of those positions and try to counter it. But instead of that, he tried to escape too early, and then Islam was able to counter. So I feel in this fight, Volk has a lot uh, more takeaways from the last fight that he could that uh, he can improve upon in this one. And I feel that that style, that kind of like grappling style, Russian style, is just a hunch for me that, it's one where grappling wise, I think that you just get a little bit better going against them. And Volk being such a cerebral fighter, I do think that he um he just like evolves in his rematches and just kind of like takes away some stuff and will just get into more positions and opportunities that force the issue or whatever it may be into places that uh will benefit him and uh and make this and make produce a, a, a close fight again. And uh, and I like the the plus money side. So I got two oh five. And then I also went in at plus two fifty five, where it was like it was at that price. I think yesterday it peaked there. Uh, but I just like Volkanovski. Give me him, and uh, hopefully. And one other thing, I think uh, Islam training for that Charles fight, a guy that he already beat pretty easily, and now he's kind of got to go into a fight where much more there's like much more attrition. Like you know, it could be going into later rounds. Volkanovski is kind of like a leg kicker. He could fight from both stances. Um, you know, he kind of comes at you at angles and things like that. Um, so I just think that this is a good setup potentially for Volk as long as he is in any kind of shape. And I just feel like he wouldn't burn this opportunity if he didn't think he had a shot. So I'm gonna trust him and uh, back him here as a two to one dog. So the first fight was a great one, I think, pretty easy fight to score third in the fifth round for Volk. 
one, two, four for Islam. But, you know, that's a pretty clear three to two, right? So, you know, what was the price? What was the rerun of the price in that fight? I mean, we he was minus 350, 77%. Obviously, that was off if it came down to three rounds to two. Also, that fourth round, you know, you saw some people scoring that for uh, Volk. That's wrong. I mean, he had his back taken. Those little stupid punches from the back did not win him the round. But let's say he gets like a two-on-one on one of his arms and he turns that back take and he ends on top for the last minute and the Australian crowd's going fucking crazy and he's throwing ground and pound. Then it all of a sudden becomes Volkanovski 3-2. So that fight was extremely close and it really came down to one round and we know how quickly rounds can change. We see it all the time. Every week, the last 30 to 60 seconds, a round completely changes and the judges score for one fighter. So Obviously, that first fight was much closer. The line is a little closer now. Islam minus 252. But it still not might be tight enough, honestly, because that first fight, it, it kind of just seemed like Volkanovski ran out of time, right? He was figuring things out and having more success as the fight goes on, as he typically does in all of his fights. I mean, this guy is the epitome of a five-round fighter. He gains confidence, and he gets better in the third, fourth, and fifth round. I am i don't think that's the case with Islam. I think that Islam's style is not really built for five rounds, and that was kind of exposed in that last Volkanovski fight. That was the first competitive five-round fight he's ever been in. The, some of his other fights, like the, the Moises fight that got into the fourth round, wasn't competitive. That was the first time he was really tested, and I don't think his cardio held up there at all. Even in round four, when he got that takedown and that back take, he was completely holding on. He was not aggressive. He was not looking to submit at all. He really had very little energy in those third, fourth, and fifth rounds. So he's also, I mean, Ozzy's brought up the, a good point about his, you know, his matchups is that he breezed through Oliveira. He, he knocked him down on the feet. He submitted him on the ground. You know, Volkanovski, not an easy fight at all. He knows that he ended round five getting beat up on bottom, losing that round. Uh, and it's got to be a little bit of different of a psychological fight. So I think the betting value is all over Volkanovski here. And I'm also leaning the fight to go the distance. I think it should go the distance, even though both guys had each other in some bad spots last fight. I don't think either were really close to finishing each other. And uh, with that, what I mentioned, Islam, uh, his energy, I don't think really allows him to finish in the third, fourth and fifth. Um, and I don't think he's going to have those same big moments on the feet like he did uh, with the, you know, the straight left hand or the, the head kick that, that stumbled Volkanovsky a little bit. I don't I don't see that happening here. So I'm cheering for Volkanovsky. I hope the line goes back up a little bit. I would like to get one of those better numbers on Volk. Uh, but two to one on Volk is good. And uh, I'll, I'll just straight up pick him to win the fight. I'll pick Volkanovsky by decision here. Uh, you know. It is in Abu Dhabi. That's got to favor Makachev. But I was going over some of the, the judging recently in Abu Dhabi, and I think it's pretty accurate for the most part. Um, Yano Mali did happen in Abu Dhabi, which I consider really badly. But they usually have some good experienced judges, guys to judge all around the world. Uh, so I don't think there's anything to be too worried about for hometown cooking there. So enough about that one. Amazing fight on short notice. Speaking of short notice fights, main or co-main event in the middleweight division, Kamaru Usman moving up in weight, taking on Hamza Chimaev. Chimaev was supposed to fight Paulo Costa. Instead, we're getting this fight. Chimaev minus 330, Kamaru Usman plus 270. So 
man, what a fight. No one, no one really saw this coming. Came out of nowhere. It's a fight that we've been thinking about for years, uh, but we end up getting it on just, you know, 10 to 12 days notice. So I kind of like that. It, you know, you don't have a whole lot of time to build the anticipation, but it's it, you're getting like instant gratification of having the fight right away. So I'm excited for that. Um, and, you know, it's interesting to think about what Shemaev's approach is going to be here because he definitely seems to wrestle as like a plan A versus most guys. However, Usman is an extremely talented wrestler. So that's got to be the path of, of more resistance, I think, is going to the wrestling. But I think Shemaev will likely do it anyway. I think we'll see a, a blend of striking and wrestling. But I definitely think he's going to go to the wrestling as like uh, maybe to prove a point. And we've seen Shemaev like with his wrestling at times, he uses a lot of strength and energy and he kind of, you know, muscles his way into positions at times. And if guys, you know, use that first layer of good defense, we see him, you know, use a lot of energy to lift them. And then I just don't see him having that wrestling success against Usman here. And on the feet, I just found Shemaev striking to be very meat and potatoes versus uh, Gilbert Burns. Just a lot of straight shots, and obviously his defense is not very good. He showed an insane chin in that fight down to 170, so up at 185. The guy's durability should not be an issue. I, I don't see Usman you know, hurting him with any shots here, uh, especially early, uh, maybe later in the fight. But I, I generally just think that if this fight hits round two, Usman is going to be looking extremely live at near three to one. I mean, when have we ever seen Usman at these odds? Uh, it's such a good chance that we'll never see him as uh, as on nearly a three to one underdog ever again. So leaning with the betting value here on Usman, I just think uh, that this line is a little crazy despite the size difference, despite the short notice. Uh, like Ozzy said against Volkanovski, these guys are champion-level fighters. They're not just going to be throwing their hat in here for a payday or whatnot. I mean, I think Usman is uh, definitely in shape, and he's prepared, and he's going in here to win the fight. So uh, I think a, a small bet on Usman is warranted before the fight, and then just be looking to add even more live because Chemayev's cardio in the Gilbert Burns fight, the only time we've seen him extended, did not look very good at all. So um, definitely cheering for Usman here. And I'll pass it over to you. Cool fight, banger alert for sure. I, I you know, I was, it was talking about Uzma fighting uh, Balaw, and you're like, God, please, like, please, don't let that happen. Like, nobody wants to see that, in my opinion. But either way, so you know, the the most unfortunate thing is that the fight, uh, the, the Uzman notice. I don't think the weight is an issue. Like Uzman definitely cuts a lot of weight. It's probably good for him, like for him to have a little bit more. Because sometimes his, sometimes how he takes shots, like I feel. He needs to kind of get woken up, I feel, sometimes, maybe to put it bluntly. But maybe here he'll be able to get out the gate uh, faster, which I think will be an, um, imperative because people always talk about how aggressive Chemayev is, always, like, whether it be training, um, in fights, obviously, you see him. Um, but, you know, Kamaru Usman, he does, he is, like, um, a pretty savvy guy on the mat in terms of, like, scrambles and stuff like that. But we really haven't seen too much of his jujitsu game, like, in actual, like, if he got put on his back or, you know, Damian Maya wrapped his eyes up pretty, pretty quickly, but he was able to stall him out. So I definitely think him getting submitted is live. But I, I think um, I'm going to like to just go with Usman on the money line now that it's getting even closer to three to one. So I'm just keep waiting. I feel like Chemaev is definitely parlay fodder, especially with people seeing that video today and saying, oh, his knee pop. Someone said his his fucking neck pop. Someone was like his elbow. 
right there, like his elbow, because that's the Gaethje grab. Then other people are like, it was his knee, because he grabbed his knee after. Then someone's like, oh, no, he hit his head. So it was a host of things, dude. But I think he's perfectly fine. But I think either I think I like a hedge of Chamayev knockout round one, just because I do think this guy hits hard. He usually hits clean, and and uh, Usman oftentimes does get hit kind of clean on his feet. Um, but then into Usman money line though as well, because I do think Usman's got great straight punches, pretty good timing as well, and like funky timing because he's got kind of like a north like pretty long arms as well. Um, and he'll be able to start landing on Chimaev, I think, if he if he's able to get to neutral positions in the wrestling. Um, I do think that he could tie his cardio is still world class. Um, doesn't matter if he's in the camp or not. So I like Usman. Um, just a good play, money line here, and uh, and then maybe we could get a big number on uh, on some kind of early Chimaev uh, knockout. And rewatching that uh, Burns versus Chimaev fight was just uh, a lot of fun. I mean, that fight was just. Just peak UFC right there, amazing stuff. But just seeing that fight, how it played uh, played out over three rounds, close fight, two rounds to one. I don't see how Usman uh, is looking to look bad at, at two seventy. Next fight, a fight I don't have too much interest in. Light heavyweight division: Magomed Ankalaev, Johnny Walker, Magomed minus three fifty, Walker plus two eighty five. Your turn to start this one off. Okay, so uh, light heavyweight contender fight. Um, I just, I don't have an incredible amount of thoughts. I just do feel that Magomed is going to get this win. And I did, I often don't parlay, but I did parlay Magomed Akalaev. Um, and I just feel that, um, people like the people that are thinking that this line isn't wide enough, kind of see that Walker kicked Anthony Smith and he could do it on Akalaev where Ankalaev is just not going to let that happen for free. Like even when Jan, uh, perfect example, when Jan was kicking the crap out of him, he was like, all right, well, I got to take this guy down. And he took him down, and he kind of ground pounded him pretty good. So I think a similar thing can happen here. I just think Johnny Walker just gives too much opportunities for him to get hit and uh, and potentially taken down. Maybe, you know, obviously he's always live to get a knockout with, like, a you know, a, a, a strike that'll catch you or those a uh, uh, shot in close. But like Alive is long as well. Like, he fights from that uh, southpaw stance. Good kicks, good punches, good takedowns. And uh, so, yeah, I'm going. Yeah, I just don't have too many thoughts here, man. I I mean, I think it should go over one and a half rounds. I think it's got a good chance to actually go the full 15. Uh, and Anka Live to me just seems like mostly a lay in prayer nowadays. And I think they're, they're bound to tie up. I think Walker's getting more and more confident in his grappling nowadays. And it just seems like Walker's fights have been going to grappling way, way more. So I don't think they're going to spend too much time at distance. I think they're going to tangle up. I think they're going to go on the floor. And Uncle Ab's probably going to go on top. But I'm just not super impressed with his his top game. I, I don't think he's going to get Walker out of there super easily. I definitely don't think he's going to submit him uh, super easily. And I just think he's kind of hesitant to use energy because he doesn't trust his gas tank. So I, that's why I think this one will stretch over one and a half rounds. Haven't made a bet on it yet, and I'm not even sure I will, just because I think this fight is stupid, man. It's just a, a stupid fight, and I, I don't want to get caught losing money on this one. So no official bet for me there yet. That's your bathroom break fight. This is your bathroom break fight. This next one is 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 too honestly. This whole main card is is very you know Russian heavy, and it doesn't make much sense from an entertainment perspective. But nonetheless, 
It's also been hit with injury. Next fight, uh, middleweight division, Ikram Alaskarov taking on Warley Alves, who was supposed to be Alaskarov versus Nasruddin Imavov, which would have been an amazing fight. But instead, we're getting this. Alves moving up to 185 on short notice. And we're seeing Ikram minus 550, Alves plus 400. I mean, Alves is not a, a, a bad fighter. He is old. Very, uh, I mean, he's 32, but it, he, he honestly seems much older than that. Um, and it just seems like he really struggles to push a pace. I know he won round three against Nicholas Dalby, but I just think that this guy tires down significantly in his fights. And I think he's probably going to have a little early burst here against uh, Ikram, and I think he's going to run out of steam tremendously in the second and third round. So Ikram could get it done as early as round one, but I think the best way to play the fight is just Hope Alvaz competes for a few minutes, makes it to round two, gasses out on short notice, and Ikram finishes him. Round two, Ikram is plus 430, and round three, I think, is plus 1100. So small bets on those, and that'll do it for me. Any thoughts from you here? Not that interested in this fight just because of the weight class difference. I wish they would have just gave Ikram a normal uh, normal midweight, um, but I, I will be making a wager on this fight, and I'll be taking the under. In this fight, I feel Ikram is pretty uh, accurate with his punches. And if he's not accurate, he's usually just always looking to do damage. Orly Alves is there to receive damage, but I don't think he will receive damage well in the middleweight division. So I think, and I just think that if he's going to win the fight, he needs to win it early as well. He needs to, you know, use maybe a speed advantage that he has uh, early on, you know, use, use his explosiveness, maybe his submission game. Whatever, give it to me early, Worley. If you're gonna, if you're showing up at all, show up early. Um, so I, I got this fight to go under. Um, and that's at uh, like a minus 160, 165. So I'm going with that. Yeah, that's not a bad way to play it. I think it, it, it probably will go under. Um, don't love the juice on it, but I, I think it will come home. Um, anyway, uh, but yeah, I mean, they just have a. Uh, Ikram plus 110 in round one. I just think that that's a little too high. So only way I can see playing it is maybe fading that round one price. So um, next fight is going to be the first fight on the main card in the Bantamweight division. Saeed Nurmagomedov taking on Marine Gafarov. Odds for this one have uh, Saeed minus 207, Muin plus 177 here. Okay, so we got this. Yes, yeah, so we got this Bantamweight fight here. Um, interesting fight. You know, I didn't really see it coming uh, because I think uh, Gafrov's only had he's he his first he only had one fight in the UFC uh, against Casaneda. Right? He didn't have another fight yeah. against Casaneda. Yeah, but you know, this guy's had a lot of he's had a lot of MMA fights overall, and he had a lot of them at a young age. I, I forget what promotion it was, but he he honestly, if you look at his record, he fought a good you know comp uh, uh, strength of schedule competition. And apparently is what he was like 22, 23. But I don't know how old the guy is. They say he's like 27, 28. I don't know. He took like a few years off, whatever. Um, so in this fight, though, I just like Saeed in contrast stylistically because Gafroff, he kind of puts his head down a lot of times, kind of just winging overhands. He impressed me in his UFC debut. I did back Castaneda heavily, and I think he was definitely the right side. But he impressed me with how active he was in pursuing like just the victory like he was just throwing overhands shooting takedowns like he got dropped he got back up 
you know, he's he's scrambly, like he's kind of he's got a lot of energy in there. But Saeed is gonna be in the big cage. Saeed's a great uh Russian kickboxer, moves around on the outside, skirts around a lot, throws a lot of kicks. He's the better spin kicker, which this guy likes spin kicking <laughs> too. But he's he's pretty good with the spinning strikes. And I just feel he's good at scoring points, you know. And I, I see a similar fight, a Martian to the Douglas uh De Silva fight. Um, especially mm. the first two rounds, especially. Um, but it's gonna be a bigger cage. Um, and potentially this guy, I think, might stick his head into a choke as well. He he always is in those positions. And Saeed fucked me in the last time, you know, excuse me for my French. I was on uh Pak Romanov and he pulled that mm. out of his ass. So, you know, he could definitely do that to uh well, Gafrov because well, Gafrov is not as good. Didn't you bet uh Jonathan Martinez with us? Did you do that? I did, but yeah, I did, but I did take Jordan. I think that was more that was more recent than Kakramata. Well, whatever, it doesn't matter. But so, still, I'm I'm on. If Saeed's gonna do that again, if he can do that, do it again. Like, let's go. So I like him. I got him as a, but I got him earlier under the minus two hundred. FYI. Yeah, um, I I lean Gafarov here. Uh, I've never been a fan of Saeed. I I don't think. Um, he doesn't build well into th- three round fights. I mean, this guy is consistently running out of gas in the second half of the fight. And I just think Gafarov, you know, pushes a high pace. This guy is extremely aggressive. The Castaneda fight, man, really close. You mentioned he got dropped there. He was kind of winning round one. He got dropped. He came back to win round two and he lost round three. Um, so, I mean, that fight really came down to one big moment. Each guy had a clear round. And then the one competitive round, it was decided by, a late Castaneda knockdown. So I thought he fought really well there on short notice. And the guy just is extremely aggressive. He puts up a high output. And I think that if he's able to survive Saeed's best here and he gets into round two and three, I think it's going to favor Gaffrol just because he can seem to build a fight at a high pace. I mean, he did slow down big time in round three versus Castaneda, but that fight was on like five days notice, I think. So full camp this time. I think it's going to bode well for him. Uh, he's, you know, fight, fighting in Abu Dhabi, you know, kind of a neutral territory. And, uh, you know, I think T- Tajikistan is where this guy's from, right? I think, yeah. Yeah, I, they're doing well lately. They got that one cat who beat uh, Alves, uh, Rafael Alves. Remember the guy he's who hit? Oh, 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 from Philly, from Philly. No, no, Ooh, no. I don't think he's from Philly. He, he, he bit, beat Alves. Uh, um. A bet? Who? What are you talking about? This bull was a rush, a young Russian guy. You bet him in this fight, and in the first round, he got a point deducted for allegedly biting uh, Rafael Alves. I mean, this is a UFC fight. Yeah, yeah. I'm telling you, you bet this guy. Oh uh, yeah, Aliyev, There you go. There you go. Aliyev. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so Tajikistan is, is on the map right now. Um, so I'm gonna pick Afarov here. I'm gonna pick him right. to survive and win uh, a decision. I'm gonna go decision mm-hmm. Gafarov. Or, the uh, over, could, you should like the over here. The over could is a even, pick him. He's not finishing Saeed. I'd be surprised. It could be round three. Well, let's see, what is round three Gafarov? Because like I said, Saeed slows big time. But uh, I don't like the over because I like he could stick his neck out and get choked. I do I do see that as a possibility. Sixteen hundred on Gafarov, round three on on uh, BOL. So I'm sure it's even better on other books. So I like that. Um that's a neat, that's a decent fight. Flyweight division next. Tim Elliott, Muhammad Mokayev. Odds to this one. Mokayev favored heavily, minus four twenty-five. Tim Elliott plus three twenty-five. Um, big Mokayev hater. Uh, don't like this guy's style at all. Um, and 
you know, he probably is sadly going to win here, though. I mean, it, the fight w- is destined to end up in grappling. And Mokayev is just strong, man. I mean, he he's really, really strong in these wrestling and, and grinding positions where they're trading back and forth against the fence. He does have pretty good cardio. It doesn't seem like he really slows down. Um, but also, at times, he doesn't achieve a whole lot on the ground. He can ha- spend a lot of time, you know, holding you, holding your back, kneeing the thighs, maybe getting a back take. Uh, and I see. I see him just kind of holding on to Elliot and Elliot not being able to break free. Elliot's scrappy. You know, he's extremely experienced. But, guys, there's just no way he's going to be able to avoid Mokayev getting Mokayev's hands are going to be wrapped around him at some point, right? I mean, like Tim Elliot is just a very Weasley esque fighter. And they're going to tie up, they're going to grapple, and Mokayev is just going to be way stronger. Um, so. Uh, that not saying that equals him to being minus 425, but I do see Mokayev eventually winning. And I think it's going to be by decision. I'm betting the fight to go to decision minus 135. Um, I recognize that Mokayev could submit, but I really don't see uh, a finish happening from any way outside of that. And I just think the Mokayev sub uh, is getting overvalued here. So I'll go with a uh, Mokayev decision here. Um, Tempted by the Elliot of plus money, but no, man, I don't see him actually winning. Um, yes, yeah, so this is not a fight that I really like. I often don't really, I'm, I have a bad time sometimes with uh, gra- more grappling uh, centric uh, flyway fights for some reason. I don't know why. But um, yeah, I'm just not sure if Tim Elliott will keep the same pace of grappling and make the right decisions often enough. So I don't really love Tim Elliott, but he was probably a good value play at you know a certain number. But I just really don't see him, Tim Elliott, giving this guy his first L. Um, I think Tim Elliott, he's just gonna get overconfident. Like the the thing is with Makayev, like he against anyone, like you said, he's gonna force grappling. You know, he's gonna gr- be able to grapple anyone in the division. Um, and Tim Elliott is just gonna make an, a, a few boneheaded decisions. Um, so maybe the fight will go over, but honestly, I don't want, I don't want to be, I don't want any investment in this fight. So I don't got a great read on it. So I will pass. We're going to another Muhammad, this time Muhammad Yaya taking on Trevor Peak in the lightweight division. Odds for this one half, Peak minus 161, Yaya plus 141. Big time steam on Peak this week, and it is Yaya's UFC debut. So give us your thoughts on him making his debut here. Yeah, so the people coming back, you know, supporting Trevor Peak. Trevor Peak is a man who deserves support, honestly. So, you know, no shame in that. Uh, you know, looking at obviously the fight in um the fight against uh, Mariscal was horrible. <laughs> that was a terrible fight at some points. Like it looked like uh Peak was just like, wow, like this guy's not going down. Like he was just creating like some of those strike like tomahawk strikes or sideways punches that he was throwing. I just think he was just trying to mix it up. He's like, well, I can't, I don't know how to kick. <laughs> um, and I've thrown all the punches that I know. So let me make something up. So he, <laughs> and he threw those things out. Um, and so I just don't like seeing that, obviously, in the UFC. But Yahya just doesn't look anything special. He looks a little small, honestly, for the 155 division. You should probably be at 145. But Mariscal is, is as well. He kicked his ass. But um, I think you were telling me that you, you weren't, you didn't like his grappling. Um, so he probably doesn't have that path and he's just gonna have to slug with peak. And obviously he can maybe connect on peak shin, but we know peak's got what, what's, what, what's he number one in, uh, Martian? He's got the best neck in the UFC. 
He's got the best neck, the strongest neck, uh, apparently, statistically speaking, in the UFC. So he should be able to take this Muhammad's uh, shots. And, uh, and yeah, so I don't think the Prophet will, uh, will return. And Trevor Peak, I think he's going to get some newfound uh, found, uh, fans in the, uh, in the Middle East. So. But no investment for me. Yeah, I mean, it's probably best to stay away. I mean, I think laying juice on Peak is certifiably insane after what we just saw the last fight. Um, it just, the guy has attributes, right? He's tough, but you, you can just clearly tell in that fight that he doesn't really figure out fights as they go on. He doesn't have a super deep understanding of MMA skill <laughs> in, in, striking, <laughs> in striking or grappling. And he's basically just going out there brawling with dudes. And sometimes Alabama's they go down. Finest. Yeah. Is that where he's from? I thought he was from a different yeah. state. No, he's Alabama. Are you sure? I think it's Ar- yeah. Oh, You're right. You're right. Um, so, I mean, yeah, yeah. I did some research on him. I skimmed through his fights. I was referring to his defensive grappling being pretty bad. I think he's a bad defensive grappler, uh, but Peak isn't going to do that to him, you know? So, I, I don't know, man. I definitely didn't oh, see yeah. anything. I didn't don't see put, anything. Don't from- put nothing past Peak, bro. You right. never know the improvements Pete could be making with that neck. In the um in the short amount of fights I saw from him, I just did not see anything that really stood out as being like, oh, this is gonna be really bad for Trevor Peak. Um he is very experienced in that that region though, fought in UAE a lot. So um man, just a tough mm. fight to get tough fight to get a read on. Uh he's from UAE though. He is he is from the UAE, so you know, if anything, they could be giving him this as a setup fight because they know the peak is, you know, one of the worst guys <laughs> at lightweight. So, but the market doesn't care about that. I like that the market not. is not is not going into your, you know. Well, if anybody your, knows us who's laying, laying this yeah. juice on peak, uh, I, I would. I, I can't would love do it, dude. I no. just can't do it because I just can't do it. Man. I bet him. We bet him pick him last time. I, I, we beat the market by ten percent, and we were still dead fucking wrong. So what does the market yeah. know? Um, I just can't do it, dude. Banger will Honestly, fight if next. it goes more up, I might take Yaya, yeah, yeah, dude. Yeah, I'm just like a pure pure fade. Honestly, yeah. yeah. Um, it, yeah, we'll see if it. We'll, we'll see what our buy point is. Um, next fight. A great fight, bantamweight division. Javid Basharat, Victor Henry. Odds for this one have our man uh, Basharat minus six twenty-five. Victor Henry plus four fifty here. So your turn to start this one off. Actually, wait. Actually, it's, it's fine. Um, yeah. so just a competitive fight, man. I mean, Victor is is old. And I think he's what thirty-six. Yep, thirty-six. Got to the UFC very late. But he's clearly a good fighter. He has a really good striking arsenal. He is not easy to take down. Uh, and he's got some, you know, good good choke game as well. So it's like, I think this guy is a, a really well-rounded fighter. I don't think there is a single area of MMA where he's bad. And, you know, the kind of the opposite of what I was just talking about. I think he figures fights out well. He's got like a good eye for the fights. He makes observations in there. And just watching him fight, I, you know, consider the guy a, a good fighter. And now Javid is a fellow good fighter, you know, much younger. Uh, you definitely could call him a prospect. He's still, I think, young enough and uh, inexperienced enough to, to call him that. Um, his UFC career, I think, has been impressive so far, but also over pretty 
subpar competition. First of all, his best win is Tony Gravely, a guy who Victor Henry also beat. And then the other wins, Trevin Jones and Mendonca, you know, just straight up bad fighters that I don't think we can value those wins too highly, especially the Mendonca fight, man. I mean, that fight went the full 15 minutes and we just saw Nate Maness destroy Mendonca in the first round and just, you know, expose him as a complete bum fighter. So I don't think it's good for Javid that that fight went the decision. I mean, he definitely seems like a, a decision type of fighter. Doesn't seem like um, he's ever really chasing the finish. Um, so I just see the fight being competitive, man. Everywhere the fight goes, I see it being competitive. I imagine Javid is going to want to try to get on top here, but I don't think it's going to be easy for him to get on top. I think, um, you know, the the takedown defense, the, the front choke attempts of Henry will provide some some defense. And then on the feet, man, just I imagine it being extremely competitive here. And I think this line of being, you know, 86% or higher for, for Bashrat is insane. I think uh, Henry is. What is he the biggest dog on the entire card as of right now? Yeah, he's a bigger dog than Wally Alves, a bigger dog than Jinyu Fry. And I think he is a great fighter. So the fact that you're getting a great fighter plus 450, um, Bashrat is good. He's he's promising, but he's just still too inexperienced to, to warrant this massive, massive favorite over Henry here. So um very comfortable with a bet on Henry. Even though he's 450, I'll be laying at least a unit on him. And I wouldn't fault anybody for going more than that because I think this line is significantly off and it will play out as a close, you know, 29-28 decision for one of these guys here. Whatever his plus three and a half is too. I, I imagine will be good because I definitely think gravely sure. Uh, I definitely think that uh, Henry should win around here. Um, yes, this is a very interesting fight. I mean, so Tony gravely, like you said, he, he shares both these guys as a common opponent and he actually fought them back to back and they were basically the same odds. He was the same odds against both. He was the underdog against both of them. But I think Victor Henry was like minus 140, 145. Javid a little higher. He was like 165, 170. Obviously, Javid won a little bit a bit more cleanly. But that fight was still pretty competitive at a, a few certain points. You know, Javid did get the grappling going and, and was able to control Tony at some points. And I think that is his best bet here to, uh, to, to justify this price. But Victor Henry has shown like the urgency, like the get-up ability. You know, at times, obviously, he's not the best defensive wrestler, but he does move once he is on the ground, um, and he is kind of like trying to be active. He's got great cardio. Um, you saw him turn it up and, and, and be super competitive in just all his uh, UFC fights so far. Um, so I already played him at a worse price than this. I think I got 420, 415. Um, but I just really like the price overall. I just think that um, these guys are just in the, maybe like Javi's a slightly higher tier. But watching some tape on him, like he still does get hit a lot of times. He does have his hands down. He kind of looks to to move and roll with punches, which could be good. And he should be okay against Victor Henry because Victor doesn't throw a lot of power. But Victor does throw a lot of strikes. So there's sometimes and you're getting into that defensive cycle um, where if a guy just keeps throwing, you know, keeps throwing jabs out at you, keeps doubling up, you know, tripling up, um, you know, in a round, it could start to add up if he's, you know, throwing those flurries and you're not really able to counter them. Uh, so I think there's a lot of avenues for Victor to uh, win this fight. Um, I think it will go the distance. Um, so, you know, I, I really like the money line price on him, though. Nice community, big underdog there. Hopefully it goes better than our boy Alatang last week. Um, but we're in the fun part of the card, guys. We are in the prelims. We have a lot of juiced favorites here. 
as I mentioned, only one out of 13 fights is in the minus 100 range. So um, a lot of big dogs. It's about picking your right spots. There are some bad fighters on this card, but they're on some big prices and they're intriguing prices. And we're going to get into them here in the premier division in the UFC. Cedricus Dumas taking on Abu Azaitar here. Odds for this one have Dumas minus 250, Azaitar plus 210. Dumas really impressed some people against uh, Cody Brundage, apparently, because he's a big favorite oh. here, Ozzy. Yeah, so, I mean, we haven't seen uh, Abu in so long. Obviously, that I watched the fight again. I remembered it because I think I had MAB in that fight. But even with how Abu like just kicked his ass early on, I didn't really give him that. I just don't think he's good. Now, Cedricus, though, Cedricus in his from fight, he just looked so incredibly weak. And Frem was just tossing him around. But then, obviously, he did whatever he did to Cody Brundage, and people, you know, figure that, you know, maybe he can win this. Um, I'm going to avoid it on the money. Like, people are trying to convince me, and I was con- trying to convince myself early in, this, in the week that it's Abu's season. But I just don't think Abu is going to be able to knock him out. And then, obviously, I saw his cardio is bad. Um, and I don't know. I don't really think he could grapple either. So I was hoping to get a good price on Cedricus by submission. but wasn't that great of a price so this will be one of the fights i'm avoiding but i was even thinking the over but it's too volatile i don't have any information really on either of them no i i have to i have to place a wager here and sadly it is on the guy who has only fought once in five years abu azaitar uh it's actually been over five years that he's fought one time so hasn't actually fought in two and a half years since that maybe fight and I'm going to have to bet him here. I really am. Just because of the price, man. Strictly because the price. The market doesn't obviously know what to make of Dumas. They keep flipping him between a 2-to-1 favorite, 2-to-1 dog. Now he's back to 2-to-1 favorite. And he just, uh, to me, is a clearly a, a guy who you're going to want to be fading at big juice money right now. You know, the only guy he's ever covered uh, as a favorite was Cody Brundage, who we know is one of the worst fighters to ever fight in the U.S. He was a favorite in that fight? No, he was plus 165, but um, I oh. said he, he he looked the favorite. Okay, yeah, yeah, um, right, right. But, I mean, the Frem fight, the last time he was minus 200, he looked terrible. He got hurt on the feet, he got thrown around on the mat, and he got submitted. And Josh Frem is not that good. Josh Frem is like a completely middle-to-bottom-tier t- middle middleweight. And... You know, I'd say that's right aware. You know, Abu's probably right at the bottom. So you've got two bottom tier middleweights here. And one is, uh, you know, over 70%. So just an easy, small bet on Abu here. Uh, I favor him on the feet. Uh, I'm worried about his cardio. But I, I don't know, man. I just think that that Abu has will have opportunities to land offense here. Uh, and as long as he has a, a shred of cardio, I think this guy is perfect perfectly capable of striking his way to winning a round or two um you know Damas definitely seems like he's a grappler but he i don't know man i don't think this guy's wrestling is actually any good i agree I really with you it does honestly it does make sense that the Zaitars or someone was like all right we need someone for abu to be able to beat and they're like all right let's see come on if you yeah. can't beat this guy come on you know so yep fuck it i'm point. on abu That's a good i'm on abu honestly nice. above 200 is a little ridiculous. Yeah, and he and he's uh, he's a felon. Abu's a felon too. Um, so I think actually they both he won't be intimidated by Cedricas. Yeah, I I think yeah, I think they both are 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 actually um 
Uh, yeah, but he was Abu was seventeen. You know, he uh, apparently beat somebody oh, up. Right. Next fight, doused, next fight. He, he doused them in gasoline and was threatening okay. to them on fire. But um, yeah, Jesus that's just the type Christ. of guy you want to bet your money on. You know, he was literally willing to set someone on fire. Um, so anyway, uh, lightweight division now. Anshul Jubilee, the pride of M- Indian MMA, taking on Mike Breeden, the pride of uh, the this is something. a tough fight for you. This is a uh, it is for you. a big, big fan of both of these guys. Um, but one guy here, uh, Jubilee minus uh, 270, Breeden plus 230. Now, I see some guys I respect uh, on Breeden here. Now, there are times where there are big dogs where I'm thinking, man, I really don't think this guy's going to win. And then I see people I know betting him, and I'm like, okay, I'll join in reluctantly. And I'm just going to stay away from it on this time. I'm really, I really am. <laughs> I really, really am because Breeden, his head is huge. He's extremely slow. Um, and I just think that Jubilee is honestly the better striker and grappler. He's way less experienced. He doesn't train with very good people. Uh, but I don't know, man. I just think a Jubilee straight punches will be landing here. I think Jubilee is capable of taking him down and keeping him down. Uh, Breeden's takedown defense is pretty bad. He can hustle his way back up. He is a decent boxer, but Breeden is pretty much strictly an offensive boxer. This guy's defense sucks. His grappling is bad. He's extremely slow. As I just mentioned, just got knocked out a few months ago, um, by the bum himself, Terrence McKinney. So man, I'll, I'll, I'll go Jubilee here. I'll, I'm going to stay away. There's just way better dogs in this card than Breeden for me. So I, I'm oh. losing faith in Breeden. Boom, you ended it off very well. There's just way better dogs. And I'm going to just tell you right now, Jubilee's going to win. He's just going to win. Because what you're saying is true. And what are we seeing here? We're seeing a theme here with Mike Breeden, Martian. They gave him Israel's finest, Nathan, Nathan Levy. Mm. They gave him America's finest, Terrence McKinney. Those are kind of oxymorons, but yeah, go on. <laughs> and now they're giving him, the, like you said, the pride of Indian MMA Jubilee. So obviously we give Breeden Breeden's a can. I mean, Breeden is as canon fought like whatever you think, like squash matches, anything like that is in boxing. That's who Mike Breeden is, bro. Even the fight that Mike Breeden took after which fight was it? I don't know what it was. One of his contender fights. I don't know. He got his arm broken in the fight and they, and they didn't call it. Then they <laughs> He like tapped or something like that, and they said like it was after the round had ended, and it was clearly not like against like that Nick Compton guy. So mm. this guy, you 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 never saw that. I remember Nick Compton's like forty something, yeah, forty something years yeah. old. Nick Compton broke his arm, dude. So Mike Brinish is not good at anything. He's who is he training with? Like he's a bump. So Jubilee's gonna win. I'm pretty confident in it actually. I'm just trying to figure out method of victory because honestly, I don't think Jubilee's some heavy sub. hitter. So I think it's gonna go the distance, honestly. I think it, I think it's gonna be sub. I'm not gonna be not gonna be betting on it personally. I think the odds are only like two seventy five. It's nothing too appealing. Interesting. Um, but I, about I saw, sub two. Sub two. I saw some. Oh, it's four twenty five. Sub two fourteen hundred. Yeah, that's good. That's good. Um, I I saw some decent things from Jubilee in terms of like him him retaining top position. I think he. I we think were he big on him there. Thing. Yeah, yeah, and that movie, um, I think it's called Dengal. It's about uh, um, Indian wrestling. Good movie. Yeah, D- Dongle Indian wrestling. Uh, so mm. it, that could come to fruition here. So next, 
is a fight buried on the prelims here. Now, Daniel Wood, a top 15 flyweight, buried on the prelims of this Abu Dhabi card, taking on Muhammad, Muhammad uh, Naimov, correct. Um, odds, Wood, minus 330, Naimov, plus 270. Any interest in the dog Naimov here? No, I hate Naimov. Always have, always will. I saw a video of him that he had kicked Justin Gaethje and then tried to apologize. So that even made me dislike him more. Like, I'm like, ah, he's that kind of guy. But um, weird fight. Don't know why they put this together. Obviously, uh, Wood is a veteran in the UFC. Um, Got got this fight in September, though, because I saw he was scheduled to uh, grapple Aljamain. And then they were like, oh, this fight offer came in and it was like a week, you know, like a week out from the event. But anyway... I like this fight to go a distance or to go over. Um, I feel on the feet, um, Nathaniel Wood, although he did get hit a bit by Feely and get dropped, obviously he's got some kind of good chin, pretty active on the feet, uh, is very quick, jabs, leg kicks, stays on the outside. I think uh, Naimov will be more than happy uh, to do a, to have a kickboxing fight. But realistically, Naimov, like it takes him, like some of his striking is like, in my opinion, more flash uh than it is like substance and i feel like the leg kicks and stuff i just don't think he's gonna be able to land too big on wood um so i like the fight to go the distances my minus 130 i think he'll take wood shots pretty uh pretty well he's never been finished in his ufc in his mma career he's only got 11 fights but wood uh and then wood knows how to build into a fight he won't blow his load early i don't think he'll be there to be hit early on um so yes i like that and then but then potentially wood i i do think maybe the grappling could be a bigger uh, delta than uh, Golf. than uh, I'm yeah that I'm putting yeah than I'm putting credit to. So would by submission maybe late. It's not. It's only four twenty five. Another number, but maybe late a wood submission round three, something like that round two. But yeah. I like I, I like the go. I like the goes a distance, but I do potentially like covering myself with a late wood finish. Yep, from a late wood finish. Uh, complete agreement. Uh, the late wood sub. Uh, it this guy like has potential to finish. It just seems like he can never actually get it done. It seems like he he's really got struggles. pillows for finish. He he really doesn't yeah. hit hard. So no, he's I mean, gonna former, have to land, former land, like, weight. A ton of shots. Yeah, former bantamweight. Don't think he's gonna be. So I mean, wood sub. I understand. Uh, a stab on that wood sub two three. But uh, yeah, going the distance at minus one thirty, I think is being undervalued. Wood fights just historically go the distance. And uh, I think Dimov is decent and tough enough to where he should um, he should make it the full 15. Uh, I also wouldn't be totally surprised by this line being like wider. Like of all of the fights that are minus 600, 500 on this card, kind of surprised Wood isn't one of them. Because I, I really don't see Dimov, the guy who lost to Colin Anglin, uh, winning this fight. That's a shitty fight. Um, kind of don't understand why they're giving Wood uh, Naimov there. There could be an ulterior motive. Uh, like I said, Tajikistan, that side of the world. Um, who knows what they? Where's Naimov from? Uh, Tajikistan also. Yeah. Oh shit! Big uh, correlation. So, um, next fight, I believe, is it the only women's fight on the card? Yeah. Um, in the strawweight division, Jinu Fry taking on Victoria Dudikova. Odds to this one, Dudikova, huge favorite, minus five twenty-five. Uh, Jinu Fry plus four hundred. I mean, yeah, Dudikova should win. She probably wrestles her way to a victory. Fry is old and awful and falls apart as the fight goes on. So, only way I could see playing the fight is stabbing on Dudikova round two, round three, 
that is it. But the price is horrible. Plus 450, plus 500. Those are horrible. So probably just best to uh, pass on this one. Uh, I pass. Nice. Love it. Um, wait, wait, what's the what's the method of victory for Dudakova? Submission. Wow, interesting. Submission, which comes in at plus 350. So um, look out for that one. No, and we're gonna ba- we're gonna close thing off with a banger. Uh, in the premier division, I think the fourth middleweight fight on the card. Yep, four middleweight fights in the card. What a pleasure! Uh, Bruno Silva taking on the debuting Shara Butin Magomedov. Shara Butin, interesting name. Um, odds for this one: Magomedov minus two seventy five, Silva plus two thirty five. Your turn to start off the last fight on the card. I love it, putting this as the, the, the opening fight. I think they did want to put the Dudukova one on there, but then they were like, the, they were like, you know what? We're going to act like we're promoting female sports by making them the second fight. But mm. I love it. I love it that they made this one the first fight because obviously I need to uh, continue my streak, and it's very easy for me to do that uh, on this fight. And did, hey, did what's her name? Did Emily Dakota win 30 27 last week or no? I think oh, so, yeah. Okay, so boom, we, we got a winner there because I said decision or minus three and a half. Um, and then here, what we're taking is, um, obviously, we got this guy, the Russian guy, the Dagestani. Um, he's got decent record, has an amateur record as well. Um, kickboxer, fought some decent guys. He looks pretty good. He looks like a good fighter. But you're going to give me Bruno Dog, Bruno Pitbull. What, what's Bruno's bulldog? Is he Bruno yeah. Bulldog as well? Bruno, we're going to give me this bulldog Wait, at plus. No, no, I don't, I don't know if that. Whatever Sorry, he is, plus two thirty-five, um, in a, in a kickboxing fight. I mean, this other guy, he doesn't really throw too many punches. He has an assortment of kicks, um, but Bruno Silva, he came from that M one local thing where he's fought a, a a few Russians, you know, before. Um, and I think him getting kind of clipped and hurt by Brendan Allen, and then subsequently finished on the ground, has people a little low on him. And fights like that, when you got a, a guy that's like much more technical and experienced and stuff like that, I think they'll be able to weather the the, the Bruno Silva storm. And maybe you know the thing that I told you about uh, Magomedov is uh, is that is you know he's got a, a, a extensive pass in the martial arts and you know he'll be able to whatever. But it should be a little closer. It should probably be maybe more like a two to one favorite, maybe less. But um, but yeah, I just think Bruno, he's in a force to kind of fight that he can win. Even that Brendan Allen fight, dude, he hurt Brendan Allen with a big shot. He could have won that fight if he would have, uh, you know, landed the perfect follow up. Um, uh, and it would have been much different. A fight like this, you know, the lines would be much different. So I think Bruno's gonna come out there, crack, you know, do what he does. Hopefully, he's not taking a fucking fall. Um, but I don't think he is. So yeah, we're running with Bruno at this fat, fat, fat. Uh, plus money uh, price. Yes, sir. Magomedov is okay, but it's like how how is he going to distance himself? He throws some you know flashy shots every now and then, but I don't I don't trust it. So going into watching Magomedov, I I was thinking to myself, um, has Magomedov done anything more impressive than knocking out Brad Tavares, which Bruno Silva did just a few months ago? And watching the guy's fights, I don't think he's a bad fighter. I think he is decent. But I don't think he's anywhere good or proven enough to warrant being a more than minus 200 favorite against Bruno Silva. Because Silva, um, he's just a banger on the feet. This dude throws hammers. He has crazy power. He's, he's 
tough. You know, we saw him meet some huge shots from Pereira and make it the full 15 minutes. His chin does kind of go, you know, back and forth. Like sometimes it shows up really good, sometimes not so much. But overall, I think the guy is just a tough guy to outstrike. And Magomedov is purely a striker. I mean, I've seen him wrestle a little bit, but it definitely seems like his A game is, you know, the the Marchin Prachnio type game. We're staying on the outside, throwing a lot of flicking kicks. I, I would imagine he comes from a karate or taekwondo background. And uh, Magomedov, he has fought some decent competition. He hasn't been out of round one too much. The fights where he did go out of round one, he's fighting just bad fighters who aren't pushing a pace. And I just think this fight is going to be much different than any fight uh, Magomedov has had. I think Silva is probably the best opponent he's fought today. Definitely not the case uh, for Bruno Silva. Probably one of the easier opponents that he's fought in his past, you know, five to seven fights. Has He's had a pretty tough run in the UFC, honestly. And he... Um, when he gets on top, if he's able to, he has thunderous ground and pound. You can ask, you know, Wellington Terman about that. And even if he's losing fights like he was against Andrew Sanchez, he carries that power late. and He's able to shut your lights off at any time. So I just think that if this fight gets to round two, if this fight gets in boxing range, if this fight goes to the grappling, I just think Magomedov is going to look nowhere near minus 275. The only way he could do that is if he's able to, to keep this fight standing the entire time, keep it at that long range, use his kicks in his range effectively, and just completely outstrike Bruno Silva. But I have not seen anywhere near that, uh, you know, evidence to think that I that he can do so here. And it's going to be a significant bet, 1.5 units on Bruno Silva at this big dog money, plus 235. Uh, I think that's a, a crazy, crazy price. Honestly, I, I think this line is is off by like a dollar it's it's significantly significantly off and that's why we're going big on bruno silva in the first fight of the night so starting things off with the dog a lot of enticing dogs a few interesting props but man i i, I sent out a tweet about this earlier but these Abu Dhabi cards or London cards or it's somewhere it's France. We all, we see a lot of uh, big juiced favorites typically for the hometown fighters. And I always get roped in and I bet against them. I often lose. Um, I don't give a fuck. I'm doing it again here. I'm going back to the well, not learning any lessons. And you didn't back uh, one Russian on this whole card. Have you? No, but let's see. Uh, no, no, but one, there are one Muslim you didn't back. You didn't no, no, one Abu, Muslim. Abu. You're gonna have a oh, Abu, okay. there we go. Um, and then let's see, I think there was another. Um, I'm leaning Gafarov, Yaya, we might end up on, you know, you know, so um, mix in, mix those in, right? But that's gonna take us to uh, most people's favorite segment, not all. Um, some people from the shitty state of New Jersey haven't been enjoying it, but, um, we're going to be uh, rounding things off with the FMK segment. And I got my three for you locked and loaded, ready to go. And Please. I'm a, I'm gonna give them out. Ready? They're all money line. They're all underdogs. They're all plus 200 range underdogs. Okay. We're starting mm -hmm. things off. The first one, the fight we were just talking about, uh, Silva plus 235. Boom, number one. Nice. And then we're Boom. going with the co-main main event. We're going with uh, Usman plus 270, Volkanovski plus 225. Damn, FMK. I got to fuck Mary kill those. All right. So, man, those are tough. All right. So I'm going to fuck um, the – I'm going to fuck the – I'm going to fuck Alex Volkanovski. 
Mm-hmm. I love Volkanovski from down under championship fight. I know what he's going to give me. Um, he's going to give me his all. He's going to try to become one of the greatest in history. Who doesn't want that <laughs> in their bed at the end of the night or before, whatever it is. So let's go. Alex Volkanovsky. I'm going to marry Bruno Silva. Marry Bruno mm. Silva. Let's get the wedding early. Let's get the wedding early in the day so we can fucking party the whole rest of the day. You know, these people that get married at like 5.30, 6, 7. No, dude, let's do that. Let's get that out of the way early on so you, everybody's got time to, time to party. And then, unfortunately, I'm going to have to kill my boy, Kamaru Usman. He might be taking a fall. He, he works with, what's his name? He, uh, Kadafa or whatever. The Kadirov, f- Kadirov, yeah. So you never know. So got to kill him before he kills me. He might be a double agent. Now, let me. All right, Martian. I'm going to give you three here. So I'm first, I'm giving you the over in the main event. So minus four, uh, 125 over four and a half in the main event. I'm giving you the goes the distance in the Tim Elliott versus Mohamed Makaya fight, minus 135. And then lastly, I am giving you, damn, I'm going to give you Victor Henry plus 450 to give you, to, to give you a little remix. So FMK those three. Interesting. Quite the, quite the difference in odds there. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Um. At least some juice well, or, or, or get paid. Yeah, I, I got it. I got it already. So um, the fuck has to be Victor Henry because you're you're t- you're investing small with a potentially massive return to four point four point five times your money. Um, so that's just the type yeah. of bet you want to fuck. Um, mm-hmm. The type of bet I want to kill. I'll go with the GTD and Elliot, even though I've already placed the dollars on this one. Um, it is possible that Mokayev, you know, just being what thirteen years younger, he just absolutely, you know, athletes his way to a finish on Tim right. Elliott, which Tim Elliott has been submitted several, several times before. So, got to kill that one, and that'll leave me to marry the over in the main event. I just think these boys—they just went the full five rounds. They match up pretty evenly. I think it's pretty hard for them to finish one another. Um, so, I'll go with that as the most confident of those. Nice, perfect. So the dog, the dogs that I'm endorsing, fully endorsing, full stop. Bruno Silva is number one. Um, medium stop. Uh, Abu Azaitar, full stop. Victor Henry. We also like uh, medium stop on Usman and Volkanovski in the last two fights. So, uh, but I'm in a round robin, boys and girls. Round robin. That's a great. That's a great idea. I'm, uh, or just parlay them. Honestly, I'm. I'm. Uh, all. All five will probably win. So go ahead. And... Our dog money line round robin. You will make that. Will be that. Would be a fat. If like four of those hit, that'd be fat. That would be. That would be significant. Holy Let's see what the parlay is. I bet it's like tw- two, two hundred to one. I would imagine. Was it four? Four teamer. Five. Um, oh. oh, it's six hundred and fifty-eight <laughs> to one. Six hundred and fifty-eight right. to one. That, that's that's yeah. an easy bet. Um, all right, that's gonna do it. Um, so uh, I I think we might be off UFC next week. Uh, I'm not sure about that one, but um, we'll see. We will see long term here. Let me get this answer real quick. Uh, we are off next week, so we'll be back in two weeks for uh, Almeida versus Lewis in Brazil. 
And that's going to do it. So hope you all enjoy the fights this weekend. Enjoy some playoff baseball NFL this weekend. And, uh, you know, enjoy the fights. Thank you all for listening. Hope you all win some bets. And we'll see you all in two weeks before that Brazil card. Peace out, everyone. Thank you.